This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Cilio. Hope everyone is having a spectacular day. And why wouldn't you be here in the greatest country on the planet, the United States of America? Thank you very much, baby. What a great time of the year, man. It just absolutely is. Football right now is front and center in every single sports page. It it, it has clearly captivated everybody in what's going on, not only just on the pro level, but do we not agree now because of the money that we're seeing and the job opportunity now that you're seeing with some of these coaches, guys leaving Notre Dame and Oklahoma for other jobs? Guys, college football actually needed this injection. They actually needed this to make it relevant again, right? Just to make it relevant again. God, I love college football when it's got content like this. NFL, we're now in the stretch run here for the playoffs for the NFL. Every single game now matters. You're basically playing a playoff game. If you're the Eagles right now, You are playing a playoff game right now, okay? You got one game elimination games going on right now, sitting at five and seven. Do you not agree? These are elimination games now for teams at five and seven, maybe even some teams at five and six. So it's clearly the best time. And you better have everybody rolling in the same direction. We're going to get to all of that here in a second here. By the way, former MVP of the National Football League, Joe Theismann, former Redskins quarterback, will join us at the bottom of the hour. I always tell you guys this, front and center, all of you that have jumped aboard with us, Matt P., Wick, Dave, Chalk It Up Sports Philly, Muhammad, all of our great followers, guys, we love you very much. Please hit that like button. And we're going to get to your spins here in a second. Dave, I appreciate you coming aboard here. You know, I first want to start it out by doing this before we get to the Eagles here. And there's some word going around the circles of the National Football League on what the Eagles are going to do at quarterback. And I spoke to some NFL insiders this morning. And um, we've got some insight for you. And we're going to get your opinion on it because, quite frankly... I think you can do two things at one time if you're Howie Roseman, the general manager of the Eagles. 
I'll get to that here in a minute, but I want to make a statement here. You know, 27 years ago, I got into sports broadcasting for one reason, because I always thought that college football players should be paid. And now when you're looking at the economics that are going around in college football, and you see what these coaches are making, isn't it crazy that these coaches today tell you that college football is about the players? Well, how come the coaches then are the ones that benefit the most? It's a lie. I never want to hear a media person ever do this again. Say you're that kid, N'Kobe Dean from Georgia. You know that top linebacker that maybe even the Eagles could target? Hey, Eagle fans, how'd you like to have N'Kobe Dean on your defense next year? Might look like that kid Parsons sitting in Dallas. How'd you like to have Dean on your football team? How'd you like to have that kid rushing off the edge? He's on the best defense in the country, one of the best defenses I've ever seen. Why is that kid playing in the SEC championship this weekend? He's a top 10 prospect. Why is that guy going to go play in a national championship game for what? A fucking ring? And a trophy. And some swag at the bowl game. I'm guaranteed $40 million. If I shut it down right now, if I'm the Kobe Dean from Georgia, why would I go play in that game so that Kirby Smart can make $15 million a year? Why would I do that? Why in the world would I do that? Players will get killed for that. A coach can leave and jump ship and go anywhere. And for the record, why does a kid always have to sit out? When he goes from school to school, but a coach can't. I saw that Brian Kelly video that he was talking to the LSU guys. He embarrassed himself. He embarrassed himself. If I'm that kid at Georgia, Jordan Davis or any of these guys, why am I playing in the SEC championship game this weekend? Coaches know it's all about money. And if you're a top prospect, would you play in that game? Would you play in this weekend's SEC title game? What, for pride? Brian Kelly's Notre Dame team is still in the hunt for a playoff semifinal seat. And he said this, fuck it, I'm out. Hey, I have no problem with 10 years, $95 million. I get it. But what's good for the coaches is also good for the players. Okay? It's also good for the players. I, I, I don't mind guys taking opportunities, but don't shit on kids when they wanted to. Remember when Nick Boza decided to bail on Ohio State and didn't want to play in the remaining games because he had, like, a stomach injury? They killed the kid for that. Were some of these guys missing out on bowl games? Hey, man, coaches leave. Players can opt out of playing in games, too, you know. Brian Kelly opted out of... Well, basically, probably getting killed by either Alabama or Georgia. Okay? Don't crap on the kids now. All right. Like I said, if I'm the Kobe Dean, why am I playing? I'm guaranteed a top 10 spot. I could be a Philadelphia Eagle. You think I should put $40 million on the table and roll the dice? There was a player I played with, Kevin Fagan, was going to be a fifth pick in the draft one year. 
blew his knee out in the 86 Sugar Bowl, became a fifth rounder. He went on to a great career with the 49ers, won a couple Super Bowls. But it cost him millions coming out of the gate. Why should he gamble when coaches don't? All right. Guys, I want to throw this at you here. There is a lot of news going around the circles of what quarterback is going to be available in this upcoming free agency. I had a conversation with Joe Banner today, your former general manager. And he believes the number one target for the Eagles will be Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson has surrendered the 2021 year. I watched him in that Monday night game against Washington. He was terrible. To me, it looks like he's just said, it's just not happening. It really doesn't look like his heart is in it. I think he wants out of Seattle, and he's playing like he wants out of Seattle. You know what kind of reminds me of? Brady's last year in New England. Doesn't it remind you of Brady's last year in New England when there was really nothing on the field? There was nothing of a future you saw, right? By the way, this DK Metcalf guy, he's very limited in how he runs routes. He's not a very good route runner. He's a physical specimen, fast, strong, not a very good route runner. And you could see it in the expressions of Russell Wilson when he's running routes. To me, it looks exactly the same thing that I saw in New England. When Tom Brady looked around and said, there's nothing here that's left for me to look forward to. We're not going to win with this talent. And I was talking to Joe Banner today. And I said, Joe, can you run a dual track interest? And he goes, explain. I said, well, can, can you develop Jalen Hurts at the same time, but yet be in pursuit potentially of Russell Wilson? He says, it's tricky, but yes. Let me ask you this. Does anybody have a problem with the Eagles? Continuing the process that you have right now with Jalen Hurts. Continuing to see what you have continuing to see what his ceiling could be, continuing to put talent around him. Because you know what? That style of play almost resembles a little bit Russell Wilson. So guys, follow me here. Are the Philadelphia Eagles building this team to mirror Russell Wilson's talents? Or are they mirroring this team for Jalen Hurts' talents? It surely looks to me that they're building this football team to fit Russell Wilson's talents. Strong O-line, exceptional running game. These are the same things he had when he went to those two straight NFC Championship games and won them. Okay? Are they building this roster to try to attract Russell Wilson? Nick says, Hertz won't do that. Nick, he's got no choice. He's got two more years remaining on his contract. Jalen Hurts is an eagle for two more years at 3.6 million bucks. What do you mean he won't do that? He's got no choice but to do that. This guy can't walk away from his contract. 
Okay, you can't just walk away. He's got two more years on a second-round draft choice. He ain't running away from anything. The Don. They shouldn't be doing this for Russ instead of for Jalen Hurts. No way, Timothy says. I know Dave, he has no damn running backs. He's on his fourth string running back. King Music, welcome aboard with us today. They are not building for Russell Wilson. But Timothy, isn't the skill set the same? The skill set's the same. So if you go out in the open market and you've got all this money, by the way, you're going to have nearly $50 million in cap space. All these draft choices, how does this not look inviting to a player like Russell Wilson? And get this, you get to play the Cowboys twice in the biggest division in the NFL. The biggest division, folks, is the NFC East. Come on. It's the Tiffany division. It's the highest rated division. And I'm talking about the teams that are in it. Washington. By the way, Washington's getting better. Tyler Heineke's getting better. He's no more just Mr. Heineken. This Tyler Heineke guy, we're going to talk to Joe Theismann about that at the bottom of the hour. Joe's always around the Washington Redskins. And Washington's at five and six. They win this weekend. They're six and six. Why are people saying I don't want Russell Wilson? Are you freaking high? Lawrence says Russell Wilson to Devontae Smith. Dude. Man. And plus, it would revitalize Russell Wilson being in a new place. He's not playing in Seattle next year, friends. And he's surely not playing in Chicago. He's not going to Denver. This guy wants to play in the NFC. I would too. I don't want to play in the AFC. Wick says, ask yourself this question. Can the Eagles win a Super Bowl with a quarterback that got benched in college? Tom Brady got benched in college. You think he was Lloyd Carr's favorite guy? King Music says because he's 33. That's like 23, though, Music. Don't look at the age any longer of these NFL quarterbacks. They don't get hit. Brady's 44. He's proven that point. Dave says it's the draft capital. I don't know, man. You're going to look around if you're a free agent, and you're going to go like this. Hey, man, I'll tell you what, that Eagle team, they really played well. Now, my problem might be the young coach, but look at what – get this, guys. Look at what Aaron Rodgers is doing with Matt LaFleur. What do you think Matt LaFleur's record would be if Jordan Love was the quarterback of the Packers? It'd be the same record as Nick Sirianni. Okay? When, when, you, have Russell, when you have Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, as a coach, you look pretty good, don't you? Do it without those guys. Then come call me. That's why what Belichick is doing right now, he's the NFL coach of the year. Birdman says, I'm confused, Big Sells. Russ has three wins this season. Are the Seahawks really that much 
worse than the Eagles besides a quarterback. Are you suggesting to me that you think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback and doing more this year than what Russell Wilson is? Russell was injured as well. Tommaso, White Jefferson, Metcalf hype. We have dropped that. We had the team we have. We have unexperienced wideouts. That's an understatement. No veteran wideout to develop these guys. Completely agree. 11 picks. I get so mad about quick fix stuff. If you bring Russell Wilson in, that's not a quick fix. Or maybe it is. Tom Brady quick fixed Tampa, didn't he? Tommaso, what's wrong with a quick fix? Do you have a problem what happened in Tampa? Do you really have a problem what happened in Tampa? And by the way, I'm not surrendering on Jalen. But guys, stop this love affair with players. Stop this love affair. It's not about the name on the back of the jersey. It's about the name on the front of the jersey. It's about the Eagles. It's not about the name on the back of the jersey. The guys that stay and play and perform, they'll always be remembered by Eagle. Nick Foles will never buy a sandwich again in his life or a drink in Philadelphia. Chris Long, all them dudes will be remembered in the same light as Bednarik and Tommy McDonald. You never forget those names, Bergie and Carmichael, White, Brown. Wick says, I can't follow you guys down the Hertz Road. I'm sorry. Wick, I'm a firm believer in this, though. If you're going to replace somebody, don't replace them with shit. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about if you're going to replace Jalen, don't replace him with some stiff. Replace him with Russell, Deshaun. And again, talking to Joe Banner, Banner's like he can do it. Miami's doing it. How about this? Miami's doing it right now in front of your eyes. Tua's getting better. By the way, do you think maybe Chris Greer, the general manager, and Brian Flores, the head coach, you think that maybe gave a little prodding and lit a fire under Tua Tagovailoa? He's surely playing better, and I'll tell you what, the Dolphins are back in a playoff hunt. Because if you're in Miami right now, you're going like this. You know, I know we want Deshaun, but look at how this kid's he's play. He's playing exceptionally well. Nobody wants to admit it. I told you, we're the first to always go, I don't see it with that kid. Well, the last month, he's played pretty damn impressively. This guy beat Baltimore too. You can't deny facts. Wick says Minshew's more accurate, Dan. Wick, I can name you probably 15 or 20 backup quarterbacks in the NFL that are more accurate than Jalen. Andy Dalton is more accurate than Jalen Hurts. 
Okay? I mean, right? He he he's more accurate. That's not that's not groundbreaking news. But what makes Jalen different is the same thing, get this, that RG3 didn't want to do. Do you know RG3's got this stupid-ass book coming out? And RG3 didn't want to be the new version of, or back then, the first version of Lamar Jackson. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to be a pocket passer. He thought he was Peyton Manning. And on the way to figuring that out, he wasn't. He refused to win games like that. Well, it cost him a career. Then he got hurt, and that was the end of it. Nick says, Sills, do you want Russell? Of course I do. But would I settle with Jalen? Yes. Hey, I want Tom Brady, too. That don't mean you're getting him. Hey, I want to buy a Ferrari, but that don't mean I can afford it. So what you do is you learn to win around it. Wait, you think that Prescott is some sort of guy that's going to lead you to a Super Bowl if all the pieces around him aren't intact? He can't. He's not. That guy cannot lead you and carry a team out of a hole. Like, he can't, he can't take a football team and put it on his back like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson can. EP says RG3 had the right mindset. He wanted to throw but they wanted him to run. Yeah, but EP, he took a part of his game away that made him the Heisman Trophy winner at Baylor. He could have been the first Lamar, and he would have won games in Washington that way, but he wanted no part of it. It cost him a career. Lawrence says, Big Sills, do you think Howie could deal for Russ and Michael Thomas, the wide receiver that is bitching down in New Orleans? Yeah. You know why? Money and draft choices talk. This is not about being smart, guys. Watch this. It's funny. Everyone goes like this. And I even said this. Is Howie the guy you want to have with 11 draft choices in his hand? Guys, when you've got $50 million in salary cap and 11 draft choices, I don't care who you are. Teams are going to listen to you. King Music brings the point up. Russell Wilson isn't carrying this 2021 roster on his back. You don't think Russell Wilson would have the Philadelphia Eagles with that running attack? King, you really think they wouldn't be 7-5 and five instead of 5-7? and seven? I disagree. If Russell Wilson is the quarterback of this Eagle football team, you don't believe that Russell Wilson, and barring him being injured, you don't think this team would be 7-5? and five? In a shitty division like the NFC East, I disagree. Matt P says, Eagles be in first place with Russell Wilson. Wick says, watch the Jets start Flacco. I think they are going to start. Oh, nah. No, no, no. I did the Zach Wilson starting. Carlos says, I just want my team to be feared again. Carlos, then run it. Then run it. Guys, let me let me throw this in. Brewster's right. The Seahawks have a deteriorating O-line. That's why he's getting killed like that. 
do you think this Eagle roster is a playoff roster? You think this is a playoff roster? Let's take a look at that for a minute. The defense has really played well over the last month and a half. The O-line's played exceptional. They've got to be one of the top three units in the NFL. Are they limited at wideout? Yeah, they got a great tight end, I think. Or the makings of a great tight end. They have a C quarterback. But then I turn around and I look at teams that are down there where they are. You think the Dolphins are a playoff team? They are. You think the Vikings are a playoff team? They are. I think we're right there. People think the Saints are a playoff team still. Well, this Eagle team beat the shit out of them. They ran the ball right down their throat. Nick says, I think we can make the playoffs, but we won't win a game. Nick, make the playoffs. Okay? Let's strive for something great here. Don't worry about winning playoff games. Get to the playoffs. Run through the tape. By the way, your playoffs start this weekend against the Jets. The Eagles' playoffs start. Because then after that, it's just running through the tape and getting ready for 2022. You don't beat the Jets this weekend. Your season's over. Then it's all about preparation for 2022. Facts. No other way to look at it. That's why, and you know what's disappointing sometimes? Eagles have gone a great winning streak, and all of a sudden people start to go, oh, shit. You know, Sanders says this to me. And he can see it in the interest of the fans. And I'm like, I think the Eagles are doing a wonderful job this year. New quarterback, new coach, new coordinators. I'm not sure what you expected. To win the NFC East? When they just gave a guy $75 million? All right, guys, I got to take a timeout. Joe Theismann's going to be coming up. Former MVP, I'm going to ask him his thoughts on Jalen Hurts, Tyler Heineke, the NFC East. We'll talk a little bit about his book. Also, Notre Dame. He's a Notre Damer. We'll get his thoughts on Jalen Hurts. We'll do that next. You keep it here. Oh, and by the way, do me a favor. Please hit the like button, okay? Keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. 
a personal injury from someone else's negligence, turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Silio. I posted over on my Twitter page, at Dan Silio Show. By the way, if you guys aren't following me over there, please do, okay, on my Twitter page. We kind of stay, you know, synced up with the show and all you guys. I always try to answer every single one of you guys that go over to my Twitter page. By the way, also, please hit that like button. You guys in the first block killed it too, man. That was really great of you. Thank you very much. So I posted a a video on Brian Kelly addressing the LSU players today. And Chris Zorich posted it. Chris Zorich is one of the legendary Notre Dame players that have played at that place, All-American. I believe he was on the national championship team, too, that won back in the late 80s. Brian Kelly walks into LSU and says, the reason I took this job is because I wanted to be surrounded by the greatest players in the country. I wanted to be at a program that gave me a chance to win a national championship. And I wanted to be in the best conference to give me that opportunity. And that's why I'm here. And I'm thinking to myself, so what'd you think of Notre Dame? You took a complete crap on Notre Dame in the process. Again, I want you guys to understand something here. I'm not aggravated that Brian Kelly took 10 years, $95 million, okay, and went to LSU. I'm pissed he texted him at night, at midnight, had a 7 a.m. meeting, bolted, and then today he said these words. Before I bring Joe Theismann on, I, I want Joe Theismann to hear me say this. Brian Kelly said today, I wanted to be around the greatest players in the country at a program that gave me a chance to win a national title. And I wanted to be in the best conference 
to give me that opportunity. That's why I'm at LSU. I don't know about you guys, but when my Hurricanes used to fight against Notre Dame, I don't ever remember Notre Dame not being 11-0 or 10-1 and having a shot at a national title. Joe won a national championship himself. Let's bring him in to former MVP. We'll talk Jalen Hurts here in a second in Eagles and NFL, and Tyler Heineke is just playing some great ball, I think, in Washington. But, Joe, we had on Mike Gullick yesterday, too, and Mike was more like this. Look, the game of college football today allows these coaches to jump and do whatever they feel like doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and it gives them that opportunity. So there's no guardrails really in place here, but I mean, just your thoughts on how Brian Kelly ended up leaving Notre Dame for LSU. Uh, you know, and first of all, it's great to catch up with you, Dan. Thank you again. Um, can you do me a favor? I want to make sure I heard what coach Kelly said at his press conference. Can you read that again for me one more time? Yes, I, Joe, Chris Zorich posted it on my uh, – he posted it on his Twitter page, and I reposted it. And basically he said in front of his – the new team, LSU, the reason I took the LSU job was because I wanted to be around the greatest players in the country. I wanted to be around a program that gave me an opportunity to win a national championship. And I wanted to be in a conference that gave me that opportunity to play for that national championship. That's what he was saying to the press conference. That wasn't a press conference. He was addressing his LSU team today. I, you know, it's disappointing to me. I've known Brian for a lot of years. Um, that's a horrible choice of words, and that is an insult to the men that he recruited to the University of Notre Dame to say that they're not as good as someone else. But yet, two days ago, you stood in front of him as a head coach and you looked around at the landscape of the playoffs and you said, you know, we've worked our tail off to get in a position where we might have an opportunity to be able to play for a national title, which they have played for a national title before. Now, I, I wouldn't, I mean, you can't fault them for $100 million roughly, okay? You, you're not going to turn that down. But to say that about the athletes that you recruited, and what, a day ago he was in somebody's living room recruiting for the University of Notre Dame, and then all of a sudden you turn around and you make these type of statements with regard to the men that were at the University of Notre Dame, the 12 years that you spent there, all those guys that are in the NFL today because they were on a Brian Kelly football team, are you telling me that they're not as good Let's do this. Let's compare how many players in the last five years have are playing in, for LSU in the NFL and how many players from the University of Notre Dame. And let's look at the quality of the men and the quality of the athlete that he recruited to the University of Notre Dame. I would like to see Marcus Freeman become the head coach of the University of Notre Dame. I'm going to say it right now. But in the meantime, give him a chance to lead this football team wherever they're going to go, whether it's the playoffs or whether it's a bowl game. But to make that kind of those kind of statements, um, it's shocking to me. Absolutely shocking that Brian would say that about the men at the University of Notre Dame. Joe, and to follow up on what Zorich wrote, he said, we'll be better off for this, man. 
And so, like, because, like you said, the quality of guys that go into Notre Dame, and I know a ton of them and have played against a ton of them. We're friends. I know. And, you know, I'm like, I know the people that go into that program. And one last question on it. Joe, it's a little different than when you were there and maybe even all the way up until 2000 because here's the one thing that Notre Dame refuses to do. They're not going to lower their admissions. That's 17.1 on getting into that place. Alabama's 87.7 to get into those schools. When, when Nick Saban wants 20 kids, those 20 kids are going to Alabama. When the coach at Notre Dame wants 20 kids, you got to go through admissions. You're going to get probably eight of those kids because they've got to meet the academic requirements. Do you think you can win a national championship today at Notre Dame? I, I well, I, let me tell you something. I think this could be one of the best teams that's been put on the on the uh, on the field, and they were what I think number number four when it came to recruiting for this year. So yeah, I think the potential is there. I think Tyler's going to, you know, the quarterback position is always what it's all about. Ask Dabo Sweeney about the quarterback position at Clemson and how important it is to the success of your your program. I think uh, Tyler looks like a kid that can play development. He's a young guy. He's a freshman. You know, we're, we're you know, Jack's pro- Jack's going to be gone. Jack did a terrific job coming in from Wisconsin and leading this football team. Um, you know, Drew Pine filled in and did an excellent job. So, you know, we have players there. And, I, and to me, the quarterback position is the single most dependent position on the field. I think the two of the most improved aspects of the Notre Dame football team, number one, the play of the offensive line got better. And we're probably going to lose the offensive line coach because he's been with Brian ever since, I think, Grand Valley State. Yep. Well, he'll probably move on with him as to the staff, which, you know, which is I'm, I'm all for people doing what they need to do. But I think Marcus Freeman is a terrific recruiter. But more importantly, you look at the way Notre Dame's defense has played as the season has gone on. I wish we had a shot at Cincinnati again instead of the early part of the year because I think we're a better football team than we were when we played them early on. Um, I just I think that I think Notre Dame certainly has the potential to be able to do that. Um, I think Brian Kelly has put himself in a situation whether he better darn well win a national championship at LSU or these words are going to come back biting him in a big, big way. Um, you know, I, I just don't see I just don't see Georgia walking away, go, oh, my gosh, LSU now or Alabama go. Nick's going to be going, oh, well, I guess it's over for me. You know, I've had a great run here at Alabama. Geez, I you know, I just don't know if we can get this thing done, I don't think that's going to quite happen. Absolutely. Years ago, my friend Ed Ogeron won the national championship. You had a down year and he's gone. I mean, you better win now. But again, Joe, one last thing. I mean, to say that about those kids who break their back for you and you're at Notre Dame, I mean, it still means something to me when Notre Dame is recruiting me and Jerry Fouts comes into my room and he's recruiting me and I'm, I'm going like this. I went to Jesuit schools my whole life, and I'm like, damn, it's Notre Dame. It still means that to me. And to say that like that on the way out the door because you're making $9.5 bucks, it just blows my mind how you can just be so like – I mean, just it, – it, it just. I mean, I, I'm really at a loss of words. I, I like, and let me just say this, Dan. I, I spend my life speaking. You know that. I – you know, I, I spend my life doing speeches. I've, I've spent my life in, in front of the camera. Uh, Roger Valdeseri, God bless him, taught me 
how to speak to the media when I was at the University of Notre Dame. Um, a couple of very key elements. Number one, always compliment someone else. Number two, never criticize your opponent. And number three, don't take credit yourself. Uh, I, I think, you know, certainly Coach Kelly has done a great job, but this football team has been a better football team when he became a head coach instead of just an offensive coordinator and a play caller. And I think he'll admit that, that he had a chance to really coach the entire football team. Um, there are great athletes at, at LSU. I mean, it's, it's a heck of a school. Um, but like I said, is when you make a statement, it, what, all those years that you recruited the kids at the University of Notre Dame, were you lying to them? That's how I feel, Joe. Were you, were you just, were you just, did you really care about them or were you just feeding them a bunch of baloney? And, and that's, that's the question that comes in my mind when, when you make that kind of a statement, I mean, there's a thousand, a million ways you could have said something about going to LSU. You know, I really appreciated my time at the university of Notre Dame. There's some great men. I had a, a great relationships with them. You know, I'm now moving on to another university where I hope to be able to have that same kind of impact with these fine young men, a terrific bunch of athletes. I know where I could have give, I could have written a speech for him a thousand different ways. And it would not have been it wouldn't have gone to a point where it would have been critical of the people that um, that have been left. You know, I wouldn't say left behind because or the, the place where he left. And like I said, I'm I'm absolutely stunned that Brian would make that those kind of comments. In front of the new LSU players, too, because the LSU kids are going to go like this. This guy's full of shit, man. I mean, he just had those. He, you're talking about Notre. Let, let, let me get into the NFL here, Joe. I want to. We could do this get, for a little while, couldn't we? Yo, we could go. <laughs> I, I am really. You know what? I had tremendous battles with that place going up there and battling Notre Dame, Miami back in the day. Yeah. And I, I respect the hell out of that place, man. And for. I, I, I tell you. I, I was I was I saw that video and I saw Chris Zorch and all the players and yeah we did that Tony last Rice. night we did what? that last night we did a we did a podcast with Chris last night it, it, I did and of course obviously I don't think Brian had made this statement prior no he did it this like, morning he yeah, when he was facing saying. the LSU kid so yeah. let me let me get your thoughts on the Eagles and Jalen Hurts and then I'm going to go over to Washington um, Joe are you are you sold or not sold that Jalen Hurts can be the future of the Philadelphia Eagles? I'm not sold. I'm not sold. And it I, and I you know I, I what I saw last week was inconsistency in being able to protect the football against the Giants. The two interceptions that he threw in the red zone. I mean when one of the things you have to understand is first of all the quarterback position is not as much about your ability to run or throw as it is about the decisions that you make with the ball in your hand. And he's not making good decisions. And, and I think you go back to his college days at Oklahoma, they threw it around all over the place. I mean, the, the thing that Jalen, and I think, you know, Tua Jalen, the guys out of Notre Dame, man, you look at that receiving core that they have had an opportunity to play with. You look at the games that they played, they, you know, they've got guys running wide open all over the place. Um, these are much tighter windows, and everybody you're playing now is is like an all-star team in college. And I, I just think that – I think he's got a lot of growth. Potentially, you know, I think he has a chance to be able to play the position, but right now he's making way too many bad decisions for, I think, the Philadelphia Eagles to say, this is our guy going forward. 
he's going to have to prove a lot more. You know, and Joe accuracy has been an issue since he was at Alabama. Then when he went to Oklahoma, like you say, and in that league, you've got to, you've got to know two things in my opinion at that position in the NFL that maybe you don't have to have so much in a college game. You've got to know where to throw the ball before you even snap the ball. And you've got to be accurate in that league. If you don't have those two things, you can't play in that league. And you can only run around so much, Dan. I mean, you can only make so many plays with your legs. Um, and, and you're gonna you're gonna shorten your career because of the hits you're gonna take. I mean, that's just that's history proving that out. But um, you know, he had he had opportunities last week, I think, to really take a step forward, I guess you could say. And and we talk about tough fans in the National Football League. <laughs> I played in Philadelphia against that Eagle team. They hated us. But I want to tell you something. If you're a Philadelphia Eagle and you don't perform, they hate you more. Okay? <laughs> you take if you're if you're an opponent coming in, you're moving to second place when things aren't going well in Philadelphia. The two things the quarterbacks in the NFC East hated was seeing LT and going to Philly and playing at that old crappy ass carpet on the vet. Oh, okay. well, we had to go. You know, we had to play St. Louis. Did the same thing in St. Louis. In St. Louis, they used to cut – and Philly, they would cut out – because it was a multi-use stadium, yeah. they would cut out a piece of plywood, tack some AstroTurf on it, and cover up the pitcher's mound. That's right. I mean, I remember when I used to have to hold for Mark Mosley, we used to, we used to line up seven yards. That was our – that was our. I had to go to seven and a half, sometimes almost eight, worried about getting a kick block because I couldn't put it on a seam at the old vet. <laughs> Joe, I, I, my, my first year was 87. It was the final year of the Cardinals in uh, St. Louis at Bush. And I'm going like this. Am I standing on third base? <laughs> Absolutely. How do you think I felt getting under center? You know, I played shortstop. You're like this, Joe, right? <laughs> yeah, I got drafted to play shortstop. Now I'm thinking, geez, this is like I'm having a dream. I'm having a flashback. I'm actually shortstop for the Cardinals. You know, we played the Cardinals, Dan, one year there. And this is it was the field obviously had no padding whatsoever. It was the first time and, you know, really the first eras of, of AstroTurf. And uh, it was, it was a playoff game. It was either the last game of the season or a playoff game. And uh, it was so cold. And what they did is they put rock salt on the field to be able to get rid of the ice. I'll tell you something at the end of that game, when our guy, when we started to take showers, uh, Thighs were burning, elbows were burning, arms were burning. Open I mean, all, all you all you heard, all you heard from the Washington locker room was ah. That's all. <laughs> that's all they did was scream and yell. Oh, it's unbelievable! I love it, man. Let's go to Washington here. I got to tell you, hey, you know, sometimes you don't realize that you have the guy, and he's in your room. I got to say this: so the two games against Tom Brady for Tyler Heineke. He's one and one versus him. It was a one possession game in the playoffs. This dude's throwing the ball around the yard against Seattle. And I did this, Joe. I went, I think they got their guy five and six. They win this weekend after a crappy start. Washington could get to six and six yeah. or seven and seven. I'm, I'm like this, whatever the it was six and six. I'm going like, holy cow, Ron Rivera's done it. He's rallied the troops here with this team. Is Tyler Heineke the guy in Washington? I think there's, you know, he certainly is making a great case for it. Um, the last three weeks in particular, he's played extremely well against Tampa Bay, world champs. Uh, Carolina, one of the best defenses in football. 
And of course, against Seattle, they can, you know, the offense controlled the ball for 41 minutes of that football game. And, and Taylor had a lot to do with it. I, you know, he checked the ball down. Guys got open for him. He made some key throws. He has the ability to escape and make plays. He's playing. He's, he's making, as I just said, he's making smart decisions now with the ball in his hand. Whereas early on, he was trying to force the ball down the field, trying to make plays. Now he basically is doing the old adage, taking what the defense gives him and, and not trying to force anything and letting the defense go out. Our defense is playing terrific. I mean, Russell was under siege all night. Uh, and, you know, we were without Chase Young. You're without uh, Montez Sweat. But the guys that have stepped in have done a heck of a job. I think defensively, uh, we're, we're a better football team. The pressure up front is better. Our offensive line is performing better. Heck, Dan, we're on our fourth center. That's crazy. I mean, it really is. But you, it, and credit goes to Taylor with his perseverance. Scott Turner, the offensive coordinator, understanding what he's what he has and what he's doing and what he's working with. And also Ron Rivera for constantly telling everybody, look, just settle down. Yeah. You know, this is his, this is what I think his 13th start, 14th start. You know, Taylor's a rookie. He's and, great. And, and the process is paying off. But uh, you know, there's all this discussion about should they keep him, should they sign him? You know, I, I proposed this to somebody earlier. Um they keep saying, well, let's we we should go get Russell Wilson or we should go get Aaron Rodgers. How many championships has Aaron Rodgers won? One. How many championships has Brad Johnson won? One. How many championships has Jeff Hostetler won? One. How many championships have has Trent Dilford won? One. How many has uh, uh, Russell Wilson won? One. The rest of my case. <laughs> Let me take you to another team in the NFC East. You know, these last couple weeks here on Dallas here and Dak Prescott and Joe, I think he's a fabulous face of that franchise. I think he's a fabulous player, but it just shows me a little bit here. If all the spark plugs aren't in the engine, he gets exposed a little bit, not being able to be the engine at the front of the train and carry that team. I'm not saying he's the caboose, Joe, and he has to be carried along here, but if there's no running uh, running game and Look, I, I know this goes back all the way to 1920. If you don't have a running game, I don't care who you are. It, it, it's going to affect the quarterback's play, but it just shows me if he doesn't have his top wide out or he doesn't have the running game going, they're playing musical chairs in the O-line, he looks pedestrian. Am you I know, right in that assessment or am I, am I overanalyzing it? I think Dak has hit a range that's really unique. He's played exceptionally well for stretches. And then he's played erratically for stretches. I don't think he's 100% healthy. Okay. I, I really th I really think that I know for me, it, it took me two years to come back. It took Alex Smith two years to come back. Dak really came back in a time frame that I just didn't believe possible. But yet when I saw him move around, I thought, wow, that's unbelievable. And, and he was fresh. Now there's a lot of wear and tear on the leg. There's a lot of wear and tear on the back, on the knee. We see him taking some time off. You know, he's inaccurate high, and that just means that you're not getting all the power that you need from the lower part of your body. Um, I, I definitely think that Pollard's a better back than Zeke. I mean, I, I watched that game against the Raiders, and, and Pollard takes – first of all, he takes a kickoff back for 100 yards. <laughs> he takes the offense all the way down to the one-yard line, and you put Zeke in to score the touchdown? To me – uh, that is no bigger slap in the face than you're ever going to see when it comes. You reward guys in our business. 
You know, I mean, this is what you do as a coach. This is what you do uh, as a position guy. The guy that busts his tail for you, you, you give him that little caveat. You know, you give him those six points. Um, you know, Zeke is, is he's nowhere near the back he was a few years back. Again, injuries maybe. Um, he doesn't have the speed to get outside. He doesn't have the power to run inside. Um, supposedly, everybody keeps talking about that offensive line being the best in football. You know, it's a good offensive line, but, you know, I think Tampa's got a pretty darn good one too uh, in that regard. But here's the thing about the Dallas Cowboys. They're extremely undisciplined. I mean, when you see guys line up offsides twice in a row or when you see unsportsmanlike penalties, that just that that is one simple thing. That's discipline. Now, they're talented enough to make a run at a title. They really are from a talent standpoint. You know, Parsons, to me, it's, you know, defensive rookie of the year. This kid's an exceptional football player. And they've got some terrific football players. But they continue to make mistakes. The game against the Raiders. It's like, you know, we know we can play. We know we can beat the Raiders. But, you know, we just do a lot of dumb things that don't give us a chance to be able to create any continuity and consistency. And that's, that is the Dallas Cowboys this year, uh, an undisciplined, talented football team. And the, Washington has to play them twice. I mean, look at, look at Washington's schedule after this week. We're out in Vegas, okay, going to play the Raiders. Then you go Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly, Giants. Wow. <laughs> they have, I mean, Washington has everything out in front of them. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to root for somebody else to beat somebody. You don't have to wonder who your opponents are going to be. You don't have to wonder what the division matchups are going to be. It's all right in front of you. Absolutely. One last question before we get to Joe's book here. Make a nice uh, Christmas uh, gift for somebody during December here. I will do that here in a second. But, Joe, lastly here, if you're Sean McVay, you're Les Snead, and you're Kevin Demoff with, with the Rams, four of the last five years and, – and by the way, I'm not suggesting in any way that Jared Goff is the passer that Matthew Stafford is. The optics will tell you, you can see, they're two mm -hmm. completely different guys, once more of a, of a big arm guy versus the other guy. However, four of the last five years, during an 11-game stretch, um, Jared Goff had the Rams 7-4. and four. They're 7-4 and four this year. But what you did in the process was getting Matthew Stafford in the building, gave two ones up and a third rounder to be where you were a year ago. If you're the Rams right now, do you have buyer's remorse right now on what's going on in Los Angeles? Because I'll tell you something else too, Joe. They don't look very physical. Teams that run the ball can run them off the carpet, and they've run them off the carpet this year. How do you look at that scenario with Matthew Stafford in L.A.? I don't think, I don't think they have buyer's regret uh, or okay. remorse at all. I think they, they made the decision. It's a little bit like the Minnesota Vikings did with Kirk Cousins. Remember, they went and got Kirk Cousins, and this was going to be this was going to be the missing link to get us to the to the Super Bowl. I think the Rams went all in to get to the Super Bowl this year. And when you really look at the level on defense in particular, uh, you've got Von Miller, Hall of Famer, probably uh, Jalen Ramsey, obviously one of the greatest safeties in football. You've got uh, Aaron Donald. So at every level on the defensive side, you have stars. But do you have other guys that can play to a certain level that play as a team? I think I think one of the issues that Sean has is they can't run the football. I, I played for George Allen. I got here in 1974. George's, George's mantra was this. 
You run the football. You play great run defense. You have a chance. If you can't run the football and you can't stump, stop somebody from running it, you don't. Look at the Washington-Seattle game. Washington controlled that game basically on the ground. And that's really, that's been a somewhat of a resurgence for the Washington team is their ability to run the football. It's helped Taylor out. I mean, certainly you're going to get big plays out of Matthew's arm, but I, I think that, I, I still think Sean's trying to figure out what he has at the quarterback position too. That's another thing. He had Jared for a while. Now with Matthew, you're still learning what's around him. How are we going to do this? Um, I, you know, they, they basically, I agree with you. I, I think they need to be a more physical football team on both sides of the ball. If they want to, if they want to get where people think they will be getting, and that's to a Super Bowl. You know, you know, Joe reading your book, you know, can I tell you the two people that came to mind that I, and, and they're not football people, how to be a champion every day. Six timeless keys to success. Joe Theismann. Here's the book here. Go to Amazon, and this would be a great gift. Do you, you know the two names that came to my mind? Napoleon Hill and W. Clement Stone. And those two guys, my father was in the insurance business back in the day, mm -hmm. and those guys were all about believing and buying into blind faith and buying into a plan that you set out for yourself mm -hmm. and having convictions yeah. and having the patience, the fortitude, and a desire to understand when people aren't watching you, um, that's when champions are truly made. Right. And so to me, that's, am, am I right? Just a, just a small yeah. synopsis of it. Yeah, I think so. I, I definitely think so. I definitely think so. First of all, the book's dedicated to the men and women of service. Um, I feel very strongly about our men and women that def defend our freedom, the police officers, the firemen, the first responders, those that are working in the hospitals, you know, they're, they sacrifice so much. They put themselves in harm's way. Um, that's why I dedicated the book that. The last thing I wrote in the book was a letter to my younger self. And I asked, you know, I asked people, write a letter to yourself. Hmm. Write a, a letter to the younger self. And, and what would you tell that young person? And in the context of the book, it's like, you know, General Colin Powell wrote some stuff on leadership for me. Um, but I, the book is basically, it's, it's not a how-to book. It's this is the way I've approached life. Try some of these things. See if they work for you. See if it makes sense for you. If it makes sense for you, great. If it doesn't, you know, develop your own philosophy and concept. And don't be afraid to step outside the box. I had a conversation with somebody today. I did a conference call for a speech I'm doing. And, and they're based out of Pittsburgh. I said, you know where the Big Mac was created? In Pittsburgh. They have a museum there. It wasn't created at the home offices of McDonald's. So we all possess inside of us the ability to think outside the box. It's like when I volunteered to punt. I thought I could punt the National Football League. I proved myself wrong. Okay. <laughs> I absolutely proved myself wrong. But I thought I could do it. You know? And, and, and so what I really do is ask, take the goals and write them down. You know, take a positive attitude. Again, I bring up Alex Smith. What an incredible story of, of, of perseverance, not, not about football, but about overcoming odds where everybody told you not to. You know, doctor, it was difficult. He had to get a special dispensation from the Department of, of uh, Defense to be able to train at the facility in Dallas where our, a lot of our troops come back and are rehabilitated. Um, and, and, but he was doing it.
I, I worked with that, you know, I, through training camps, the last two training camps, Alex, I'd throw the ball around with him and I'd see the progress he made. And it, it's pure determination. I, I think we can control our destiny, even with everything that's going on in society and in life today. We have the ability to control our lives. We just have to make our minds up. We want to do it. Joe, did you see and did you feel what Alex was going through? And so I would think there was more of an emotional connection there watching him because, I mean, look, um, I, I mean, I've no guys that were on the field that night, and I'm not bringing it back to you, but maybe because of Alex Smith, it all comes back to you. I don't know. It just, to well, me, I, that I perseverance there. that you went through, and I've talked to LT about it. He goes, there's not a guy that I played against in my career that I respected more than Joe Deisman. And um, just maybe the connection there between you and him was more of a more of a bond than you than people think. Oh, absolutely, uh, no question. I mean, I was in the stands um, on November eighteenth, nineteen eighteen or two thousand and eighteen, when he broke his leg. Um, I saw it. It was the same place on the field. The final score of the game was the same thing, 23-21, except we won it, and, of course, Washington lost it. Um, you know, the, the compound fracture, the open compound fracture, the injuries were the same. Uh, but after that is when he really showed his merit. The, the all 17 surgeries, the, the bacterial infections coming within 24 hours, almost losing his leg. You know, you if you ever, I mean, and I say it's gruesome, but look at the E60 of, of uh, Project 11, which is the story of Alex fighting back. I, saw it. Um, I mean, it's, it's extremely, uh, extremely gruesome in a lot of different ways, but it tells the story of what he overcame. I mean, there were so many similarities that night. It was the same night, same place on the field, same score of the game. So, I mean, it's like you look at these. I, I got a, I've got a nephew named Alex Smith who was 33 years old. Uh, it's, it's like, holy mackerel, but yeah, I, and then we've stayed in contact. We still do. He's doing tremendous. He's doing television now and he's doing a terrific job. And, um, I told, I've said this many, many times, Dan, uh, his wife, Elizabeth, I'm sure was his biggest fan while I was his second. Um, and just to see what he was able to accomplish and see what he was able to work through and, and he got back where he wanted to be. And, and that was where, that was that that's really the story of perseverance is you can't let anybody tell you that you cannot do something and don't let anybody tell you that you have to be this or you have to be that be your own person and be committed to where you want to get to but it takes perseverance it takes sacrifice it takes a lot of hard work you know they've created this portal in football now in college football where if you don't like where you are just go some just run from the competition and go someplace else. I think it's unhealthy for I really believe it's unhealthy what they've done. You know you, you know Joe I close you with this one here that Conrad Goody was um on the field that night and he came to the Buccaneers and we're all sitting around because we were watching it on film obviously you get all the tapes and stuff and I go what was it like he goes well, you know, somebody took a baseball bat and hit a trash can and it echoed through the entire stadium. And I went, holy shit, you're kidding me. And then a couple of years later, I had a chance to talk with Lawrence Taylor and LT's like this guy, man, I him and him and Jaworski. I may have tortured him, but I got to tell you, man, I have more respect for those two dudes in my life. And Joe, I have so much respect for you, man. Thank you. you. 
are just tremendous to me all the time. I know you're so swamped all the time. Thanks. By the way, one of the best restaurants in the Virginia area. Make sure you get up there if you're in that neck of the woods too. Get this book for the holidays. Joe, thank you, my friend. Dan, thanks. Always great being with you. Happy holidays. And everybody, please stay safe. You bet, man. Joe Theismann. All right, guys. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. We'll reset. You hear what he said? He's not sold on Jalen Hurts. Is it time to go after Russell Wilson? We'll hit on it next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hour two, Dan Cilio, National Football Show. Lenny says, Joe Theismann... Kirk Cousins. Joe Theismann won an MVP and two NFC championships in a Super Bowl. I, I don't remember that on Kirk Cousins' resume. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Maybe I missed something, but um, does he have two NFC championships? 
and a Super Bowl and a league MVP? I, I must have missed that. Lenny, I'm uh, right? Kirk Cousins wishes he was Joe Theismann. Wishes he had that resume. Just because you throw for a boatload of yards, and I'll say this to you. Hey, Drew Bledsoe's a hell of a quarterback. Why? Because he threw for a lot of yards. Or here. Vinny Testaverde. Philip Rivers. Those guys threw for a lot of yards. <laughs> What's their resume about? A lot of yards. That's it. That's it. Hey, by the way, before we get started in here, man, guys, please do me a favor. You guys were awesome in the first hour. Thank you so much. Please hit the like button. Thank you again. You know my goal, always try to get to 100 by the end of the program. Two hours we're on. Please do it. Hit it. We thank you very much. Joe Theismann was pretty emphatic, though, wasn't he? When he goes like this, no, he has not shown me enough, Jalen Hurts, to be the future for the Philadelphia Eagles. Absolutely not. He's too he, he's too erratic with the football. And his decision-making still is less than desirable to sit there and say that he's a franchise guy. He goes, I think he could play in the league. Okay. I think he could play in the league, but do I think that he could lead a team to the confetti falling down? Now, then again, Joe also brought up Trent Dilfer. Brad Johnson, Jeff Hostedler. These are all Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Here, I'll make one. Uh, uh, do you, here, let's do this. Do you think Jalen Hurts has more upside than what we saw with Trent Dilfer in his career? Does Jalen Hurts have more upside than Brad Johnson, who won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers? Does. Jalen Hurts have more upside than Jeff Hostedler. Does he have more upside than Joe Flacco? Okay. Does he have more upside than Nick Foles? Okay. Those are all guys who won Super Bowls. You don't have to be Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady to win a game. Ask Nick Foles that question. Or even Eli Manning. You know, it's funny. When I look at Eli Manning, I have more respect for Eli today than I did when he played. Because the last seven years of his career, I was saying, this, you know, this guy, I think he ended up his career 161 and 161 or something like that. I think he's got a 500 record. His last seven years were less than desirable to talk about. Eli Manning was not playing good football his last couple of years in the league. A lot in interceptions. Okay. We, we were in the first hour talking that I do think that the Eagles are going to go dual track. I think they're going to continue to try to develop Jalen, but I think they're going to make a play for Russell Wilson. And I think if you continue to build a team around Russell Wilson's mentality and Jalen Hurts' ability, I think it's going to be attractive for Russell to take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles. And by the way, you play in Philly, and you're Russell Wilson, and you kick ass, they'll love that guy. He'll, he'll be considered one of the greatest players in the history of the franchise. 
as much as Donovan McNabb is a headache and at times a train wreck, don't you Eagle fans always resort back to this? He's one of us. Be honest. Don't you do this? And I would imagine you probably say the same thing about Michael Vick now. He's one of you. He loves Philadelphia. Anytime I talk to Vic, he always he always brings up the fact that's where he learned how to play the quarterback position because Andy Reid taught it to him. Big Chris says it's a birds thing. It is. My buddy Jerome Brown loved playing in Philly. By the way, we had a conversation with Seth Joyner. He's going to try to come on this week or maybe next week. So Seth's going to step in with us, and we're going to talk to him about this Eagles football team. But we were talking about the pursuit of Russell Wilson. Joe Banner um, and I had a conversation this morning, and Joe believes that the Eagles are going to make it a priority to go after him. They're going to make it a priority to try to build a team that would make him want to come and play in Philly. $50 million in salary cap space, 11 draft choices. You play in the Tiffany division, the NFC East, play Washington and New York. Sierra would be perfect in a place like this because you're constantly going to be on national television. East Camden for life, McNabb helped the Eagles become contenders. Camden, that's right. No matter what he does, he'll always be an Eagle, right? Jonathan, if Hurts goes, if Hertz goes to Seattle, we'll have an experienced coach. Let me throw this at you here, brother. You can't go wrong with Russell. Lenny says Wilson is 34 years old, man. Stay away from him. 34 years old today in the NFL is like, 24. These guys don't get hit. Lawrence, thank you. Okay. Matt Hatter said Wilson would want to go to New York. Why? So we can get killed again? That old line's terrible. The old line in Philly is what? Sierra's smoking, Lawrence. Hey, I like Giselle. Tom, nice job, Giselle. Sierra, wow. I don't I don't mean to go full like Brent Musburger. Okay, I don't want to go full Brent Musburger here. But uh hey man, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Sierra smoke show. Fly to Sierra be here in Philly with Russ. <laughs> yeah. Hey man. Could you imagine her at Lincoln Financial? Holy cow. Dion says the defense will respect Wilson in the pass. Can you imagine if you had any kind of passing game this year? Imagine if you had any kind of passing game. And what that would lead to. Adam Schefter is reporting that Russell Wilson would waive his no-trade clause to play in Philly. Look, I like Jalen. You're putting me in a very tough position here. Okay? I I, I like Jalen. 
Okay, I do. I like Jalen, man. But if that guy, hey, Matt Hatter, Adam Schefter reporting that Russell Wilson would waive his no trade clause to play in Philly. Hey, man, come on now. Tell me that doesn't make you go like this. By the way, another Pennsylvania team's going to be in the um, Russell Wilson sweepstakes. You don't think Mike Tom's going to roll into um, Seattle, wherever they meet? Hey, Russ, come play in Pittsburgh. Ben's done. Ben's done. Okay? They're making moves. Mike Tomlin said moves are coming. I don't think he's talking about coaching staff. I think he's talking about Ben. They're moving off of Ben. It's over. Okay? (laughs) This thing's done, man. I agree. Russell Wilson could be great for another six, seven years. Blackman says Jalen is as good as he's going to get. I don't know. I think he can improve with his accuracy, his deep throws. Okay? I do. Jeff says Adrian Peterson was just signed to the practice squad in Seattle. He's got nothing left. Now they're reaching. They got no running game. And Adrian Peterson's not bringing shit to that team. Anthony says, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and Russ in a running game. Dude, you're you're making noise now. Hey, you put... Okay. Guys, if you put Russell Wilson on the Philadelphia Eagles, are you better than Dallas right now? Are you better than Dallas? I say yes. I say you are. If Wilson's on this Eagle, this, and you're not even this Eagle team, or how about this? Are you comparable? Are you comparable to Dallas? Knowing next year, follow me here. Dallas has got to cut Ezekiel Elliott. They're not paying him $18.5 million for that shit. They're, they're, they're not paying him that. Amari Cooper, $20 million. Jerry Jones has got a red eye with the guy for missing a couple games because of COVID-19 and not being committed to the team. He's got two guys he's got to make decisions on. They'll probably keep Amari because they gave up first-round draft choices to the Raiders for him. Drifter says you're a playoff team. Are we better than Dallas with Matt Ryan? That's a great name. And I do think that he'll be on the open market as well. This year would have been a $68 million salary cap hit. That's why Atlanta didn't move off him. Next year, I think it comes down to 34. That's reasonable because then the the escalator goes out and you can defer money out because of the new collective bargaining agreement kicks in. So they're going to be able to defer a lot of that $34 million out on dead space money. So this new CBA is friendly to the teams. So you could defer a lot of that cash out. Drifter says Matty Ice is done. I don't think so. 
Rico says, if Washington and New York get quarterbacks, we have the worst quarterback in the East. Dion says, Jimmy Johnson called Russell Wilson his sleeper quarterback in that 2012 draft. <laughs> Dion, do you see what Coach Johnson uh, said on my Twitter page today? I love Coach. I love the fact that I'm one of his greatest canes, and I love the fact how much he loves me. Man, I love that guy. I'm so happy that Jimmy Johnson faced the Hurricanes when he took the Dallas Cowboy job because I know what happened. I was in Tampa, and he walked right in and told the guys, I'm leaving for Dallas, guys, and he didn't want to leave. But he wanted the Cowboy job. I mean, it was a, it was a dream job. He was taking over for Tom Landry. Jimmy says right on my Twitter page, I didn't want to leave. But I felt I needed that challenge. And so Jimmy stayed five years at Miami. And then Jimmy stayed five years in Dallas. That's pretty much what Coach Johnson did in his coaching career. Jimmy was one of those guys that you had to have challenges for him. Big Chris says, make the deal sweet for Seattle and Russ. Yeah, but here, Chris. The Eagles are going to do that already, just what they have next year in cap space and draft choices. Mike says, can we get a first for Jalen? No, but I think you can get a second for him. Lee says, you guys don't deserve hurts. I'm sorry, you guys are digging a great hole for yourself. Lee, we're not talking about replacing Jalen Hurts with some shitty quarterback, dude. We're talking about replacing him with Russell Wilson. I'm not taking... See, you can have both here. Why are people on one... Guys, what are you looking at here? This is not an arm wrestling match. I'm not trying to arm wrestle you guys. The ones that like Jalen, great. You can like both. You don't have to be in a box with one move. You could put yourself in a position. Well, can I improve my position if I brought Russell Wilson in to my football team? Am I going to hurt myself if I put Teddy Bridgewater in? Like, guys, if we were talking about Teddy Bridgewater versus Jalen Hurts, I'm not having that conversation. Hey, guys, would you like to upgrade the current car you're in or your current house? Or your wife? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay? Okay? But would, would, would you like to upgrade your shoes? Your bank account? There's nothing wrong with wanting more and upgrading. Again, make it, hey, make it practical. Mad Hatter, strike that one. Hey, do me a favor. Xander, erase that because I don't want my old lady going back listening to that. She'll go like this. You know, I could upgrade too, Junior. Remember, you ain't the guy I married. And I didn't say, you ain't the guy I married. I said, you ain't the guy I married. Thank you. Just want to keep it fair here. Armit says Jalen would go to another team, be a rock star, period. We have no patience. I don't know, 15 starts, Tyler Heineke's looking awful good to me. I saw four starts last year with 
that kid in that kid with the Chargers, and I was like, that kid's pretty damn decent, man, Justin Herbert. Fresh says, nah, I'm not wasting any picks on Russ. Are you fucking crazy? Oh, my God. Texting the wife now, Dan. Thank you, man. Thank you. Very good. Very good. You know what she'll say, though, dude? She'll go like this. He's just a shit talker. Been doing it since I've known him. We've been together 33 years, my wife and I. She'll go like this. So what? Believe me. He ain't going anywhere. Look at him. <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. Look at him. He ain't going anywhere. Think people, what would he, let me guess. You think Sierra's knocking this guy's door down? Hey, how do you know what you're talking about here? I used to be good looking. <laughs> Lawrence says Jalen Hurts is trash, bro. Come on, Lawrence. It's not trash. He's not. Lenny says if you get a safety pass rusher, edge rusher, and linebacker in the draft and keep your quarterback on a rookie deal, which he is for two more years, that is better business and smart. Lenny, is your last name Roseman? Lenny, come on now. Is your last name is your last name Roseman? That because that was too much of a guy that's been in a front office kind of conversation there. Come on, Lenny. Lenny, hey, I think Lenny, guys, is related to Howie Roseman because he just made too much front office, front office um sense there. Hey, you must be related. Lenny, tell the truth. You're Joe Banner. <laughs> Okay, hey, come on now. That made way too much sense. Russell Wilson, hey, Timothy, did you think that Tom Brady was in decline in his last year when he was in New England? Everyone did. Matt Hatter's right. All the quarterbacks that are coming out of college this year, I don't think they suck, but I would say this to you. I don't know. People who don't like Jalen Hurts are fantasy football people. That's a good take, Jeff, because they like big numbers, right? 357 yards in the air, 26 to 28, you know, shit like that. Big completion percentage, right? Matt P says, you have $50 million in cap space, 11 picks. Damn right. It's Lenny Bateman. <laughs> Shakur says, Blackman says that Russ is just having a down year. I agree. Pussy was injured. Lenny says you're sleeping on Gardner Minshew. I think he's a decent player. I do. I think he's a decent player. Do I think he's a great player? No. Do I think he's got massive upside? Oh, all right. Do you believe this Eagle team is still a playoff team? Is it a roster that is with enough players to make a run here at the end of the season? And there is a former Super Bowl MVP sending love letters to teammates. I want to hit on this. It's really obnoxious, and actually it's embarrassing. Well, hit on that. Do me a favor, guys. Please hit that like button. You guys have been sensational. You keep it right here on the National Football Show.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Cilio. Guys, do me a favor. Really cool. We're getting closer to 100 likes. Thank you. Getting closer to 100 likes. Please hit that like button if you haven't already. We so appreciate it here. I want to show you something about settling the quarterback position down before we get back into the Eagles here. Why do you think San Francisco has decided? All right, let me, let me, let me rephrase this. Why do you think the San Francisco 49ers have righted the ship and they're back in contention for a playoff spot in the NFC? Why, why, why would you guys, this plays into what the Eagles need to do too. What, what would be the one thing that you think they've done over the last month? About six weeks ago, I was doing this. Kyle Shanahan better start winning some ball games because I'm, look, I'm looking at that guy going like this. 
I ain't seeing it. Lenny says they run the ball. Okay? That's fair. They are running the ball. And you know what you do in San Francisco? They get these backs like they have in Philadelphia. The Miles Sanders and these uh, Scots and all these kind of guys. Okay? They're just dudes. They wear them out. They got an old line. Trent Williams, all them dudes. When you're not effective anymore, they get another nobody in there. I'll tell you what they've done, though, guys. They decided not to play Trey Lance in these, like, wildcat packages. They decided that they were going to have more continuity and consistency in play calling, which means they're not going to have these gimmick plays for Trey Lance to come in, take Jimmy G out, put him back in, take him out, put him back in. That's not how you win in the NFL. You could do that shit in college. You can't do that in the NFL. Taking quarterbacks out, putting them back in. What do you think? This is Florida. You can't do that, man. You've got to be in sequence with your quarterback. Play in and play out. Situation, situation. You can't be worrying about getting this guy reps because you drafted him with the third pick. I don't care about that right now. I care about winning ball games, getting me back into a position where I can win some games. The 49ers cleared it all up. They said, this is Jimmy G's team. I don't care about 2022. Okay? I don't care about that. We need to start winning. And how you win is you have one dude at the helm, only one captain right on a ship. You can't have two. Okay? Too many roosters in the hen house never works. You got to have one guy in there making the decisions for your football team. You can't be bringing guys in and out. And I think that's been the factor why San Francisco, they look better than the Rams right now. They're playing better ball than the Rams. They run it. They play great defense. They're tough. They ran the Rams off the floor. Okay? Yeah, but Armand says Saints would disagree. Yeah, well, look at a Saints record. And and by the way, we're not talking about a quarterback in New Orleans that brought a team to a Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo led the 49ers to the NFC Championship and actually won it. He's got a winning record in the NFL. You got Tyson Hill and Jameis Winston. I'm not sure you could compare those two dudes to Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo can play. See, this goes back into the conversation again on what we started. I I, I really don't know why we can't have a dual conversation here and everybody agree with this. Why does it have to be either Jalen or I'm out and you're a Jalen hater? Nobody's hating on Jalen. I want to – here's – here. Because maybe, you know what? I'll tell you this, guys. Maybe it comes off that we're wa- that I'm waffling. But I want, I want to explain. Let me explain myself here because it sounds like a shitty take, doesn't it? Well, let's develop Jalen. And if we can get him, then let's get Russell Wilson. It sounds like a shitty take, right? That you have no conviction in your take. But you see, I have a different mentality than what some of you guys are talking about here. 
I'm talking about the betterment of the Eagles. You're talking about the betterment of Jalen. I don't give a shit about that. I want to play the best guy available. Okay? I don't give a shit about him and his feelings. He makes a million dollars a year for a reason. These guys get paid in the NFL. I'm not going to lose any sleep over Jalen Hurts's. Like, look, we were talking about Carson Wentz last year and his moaning and bitching and crying. I can't give a shit about that guy. I'm here to make the Eagles better. And if you're part of that, great. If you're not, fuck it. I don't care. Get out. This is about winning ball games. It's not about Jalen Hurts or Devontae Smith or Jordan Malata. This is about fucking winning. This is not about falling in love with guys. This is team, Chris, team first. Wait a minute. You know what I'm going to be accused of now. Oh, man, Dan, get off my lawn, guy. You know, back in the day when, you know, we played with shitty face masks and, you know, the helmets weren't. That philosophy hasn't changed since 1920. Okay? I don't care. It hasn't changed since the 20s. Winning ball games is all that matters. Stats, whether you love a guy or not, man, I really love this guy. He's, you, you, do you know what Xander does every day? Well, pretty much every day. Okay, pretty much every day. You know what he does? Man, I really like Jalen. But I just don't know. Okay? I just don't know. I, I, I just don't know. And he answers his own question with that. You can't have that kind of toss-up thought. Well, I don't know, but I really like him. Oof. Do you really like Aaron Rodgers? I don't like Aaron Rodgers' personality, but I don't care. That guy can help me get my incentives and we can win, and I can get to an NFC championship game. That's all that matters to me. Why in the world do you have a problem with that? But by the way, and again, I know it's, it totally sounds like this when I say, that's why I'm asking you. It's a different type of take, isn't it? Because, listen, I, and, and guys, I know people in Philly, Boston, Chicago are used to cookie, co- cookie cutter radio. It's either this or this. Can't be anything else. What side of the aisle are you on? Fuck that. It's about the Eagles. I don't do it like that. We either hate LeBron or you love LeBron, or you hate Ben Simmons or you like Ben Simmons. I don't do that. I'm all about football team winning ball games. Do you like that? Anybody that brings that conversation up with me, man, I really like that guy. That is so non-football related. That has nothing to do with that position, whether you like him or not. 
has nothing to do with it. Can you perform? Does he put you in a position to win? Are you developing players around him? Or are you caught in the mud? Chris, nobody's hating on Jalen. This is not hating. I just can't understand, though. Some fans would do this. I'm happy with what we have now. You wouldn't say that in your own lives. Every person, every man, every woman, they aspire to do more. Make more money, bigger house, more success. Why aren't you doing that with your own football team? I'm happy with him. Who says that? That's actually an organization I don't want to be involved in. They are who we thought they are. Mitchu is in on Tuesday working with the OC and quarterback coach for the game plan. I heard they're preparing him in case Jalen can't go this weekend. Fly says the choice is not Hurts versus Wilson. It's Hurts and saving $45 million on the cap. Well, let me ask you something, Fly. When you pay for greatness, you think it's cheap? Here, let me let me let me let me tell you something, and I, I'm going to give you a, a for instance. I saw something in a movie, and it kind of is a great comparison to this. Enzo Ferrari, back in the day, is the greatest car designer and engine maker in the history of the automobile. Henry Ford and Ford Motor Company produce what millions of cars a year. Do you know how many cars Ferrari produced during Enzo Ferrari's time? Maybe 60. Are you trying to tell me that Ford's a better, they're, they're, they're a better car company than, than Ferrari because they produce more cars? There's a reason that you pay for that Ferrari because it's the best in the world. It's the best at what's on the planet. It's the Exactly, Dion. It's the best of the best. Sure, you can go out and pay for a Mustang. But when you turn around and you look at one of these Ferraris, these F40s, these F140s, or you look at those Daytonas, okay, there's a reason you pay $300,000 for that. And Lawrence goes, the Ford won. The Ford won. You know what I'm talking about, the better car. By the way, though, hey, Lawrence, if you remember right in that movie, though, it was an open-ended check. And to compete with Ferrari, they had to spend the money. Did they not? I think you finished my point off. Thank you. In the end, for them to compete at Le Mans, they had to have an open-ended checkbook. And they had to hire the guy who created the Cobra Jet, Carol Shelby. That's correct. You're right. Thank you for ending my point. 
That's exactly correct. That's exactly what went down. Right, Lawrence? They had to end up, they had to go and spend the money that Ferrari spent to be like Ferrari. So when you're, so when you're paying for Russell Wilson, so what you got to pay $35 million? What's, what's, do you want to win? Bill Belichick, here guys, Bill Belichick went out in this offseason, this last offseason, and spent over $330 million in player contracts. Over $330 million in player contracts. They're probably the best team in the AFC right now. These guys almost spent half a billion dollars in player contracts to get the team back to being one of the better teams in the AFC. Birdman, like I said, I'm also in on Jalen. I'm also in on Jalen. Chris says, Hertz is a Camaro. Okay, fine car, durable, fast, super cool. Give me the Cobra Jet, though. You know the $3 million Cobra Jet? I'll, I'll take the Cobra Jet. I, hey, Chris, I love that you love the Camaro. Fantastic car. I'll take the Cobra Jet. Are we, or I'll take the, um, uh, how about this? I'll take the California Special with the 427 in it. Is that okay? Can I have that one too? Are we, are we good there? I'll take that California Special. Lights go across the bottom. Worth about 150 grand today. <laughs> Jimmy G's I rock Z. Birdman says, if Russ isn't a top five guy, screw that. But Russell's not going to be a top five guy right now with his team falling all over themselves. That's right, Carlos. Money talks. Money talks. By the way, real quick here. So did you guys see what Von Miller did on his Twitter page? He wrote some love letter to the Lombardi trophy. Dear guys. This is an ode to the Lombardi Trophy. Friend, I'm going to see you. I'm paraphrasing this shit. Friend, I'm going to see you soon. I hope. I've got a new bunch of teammates. I'm like, this is so embarrassing. Vaughn Miller, a former Super Bowl MVP. I love that, East Candom. Hurts versus Camaro. <laughs> yeah. Okay, how about this? Hertz versus Wilson. Yeah, this is Von Miller. You got to look at this ode to the Lombardi Trophy. I love, I, I love the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, well, over the last five weeks, bro, you got one sack and one pressure. Chris, I think he's weird too, man. Writing love letters to a Lombardi Trophy? What are you, stupid? This guy must be from the same school that believes that the world is flat. Hey, welcome to the world of Kyrie Irving. Hey, the world is flat, you know. No, that's just your fucking head. <laughs> that's your head that's flat. Here's an ode. And an ode to the Lombardi Trophy, man. <laughs> I was like, all right. Hey, Final Four were picked last night, or the four teams in college football's playoff. 
Such a stupid joke. A little bit more, too, about Theismann ripping into Brian Kelly. He couldn't believe what I said. He couldn't believe it. And believe me, I'm going to tweet that out, too, man, because he could not believe that Brian Kelly would take a shit on Notre Dame like that. We'll do all that. Guys, do me a favor. Please hit that like button. I'm trying to get to 100 before the end of the show. Thank you. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. Your boy, Dan Silio, with 10 away in likes. Thank you so much, guys. You guys are killing it once again. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Smile says the Eagles currently are eight and number nine in the draft order. Smile, does that also include the Colts pick at 16? I think they're 16 right now or maybe 14. 
Okay, because the Colts are playing really good football right now. So that thing has slid down, was in the top 10. But I think it's either between 14 and 16, I think that Colts pick is right now. Hey, and what you're getting out of this, because the Colts have played well this year, they're not going to put Carson Wentz on the pine. I think he needs one more game or two more games. I think he had to play 13 games this year for that thing to turn into 75% of the plays. Okay, so I think that pick is safe for you to have three first-round draft choices, which is insane great. That's in, in, in incredible, incredible, okay? Hey, real quick. Last night, Georgia, Michigan, Bama, Cincy, Michigan. Here, guys. Hey, and by the one more game, Jeff, cool. Hey, guys, this is going to go into Xander, and believe me, anything we talk about Bama, this is this is Xander talk. What would the point spread be in the Michigan Alabama game? Twenty one. Would it be twenty one? Tied by ninety. <laughs> Roll tied for sure. Then right. Seriously, Michigan versus. Alabama. So look at what Alabama's had. Look at what Bama's 12. Wait a minute. Let me show you this. So Alabama 14, Mike. No way. So check this out. So Alabama's got to go through Auburn, Georgia, just to get to the freaking thing. Plus the schedule of Ella of LSU and all those other teams they played in the SEC this year. And your last games are to get into the damn thing. The Iron Bowl and the SEC championship game. <laughs> I'm going to say one more time to you guys. Winning the SEC championship this year will be tougher than winning the national championship. Unless it's Bama and Georgia again in the finals. Okay. Birdman, they did, but I think they've righted the ship. And by the way, when you have a comeback victory the way that they did against Auburn and the way that they played and the way they came back, I think that puts a little metal in you. I think that puts a little bit more like this. If you're a young football team, we were down. We had no way of winning that game. That kid, Bryce Young, leads us on a 90-yard Drive to tie the game, push it into OT. They get the win in overtime in the Iron Bowl, the first overtime in the history of that game. 136 times that game was played, or 126 times, whatever it was. I think that puts a little metal in you. Yeah, I know Bama just beat Auburn in overtime. Two OTs, too, by the way. I think that kid, Bryce Young... If you're going to tell me who the Heisman Trophy winner is, is there any more pressure? Hey, what do you think is more pressure? Being the starting quarterback at Alabama or being the starting quarterback in Philadelphia? <laughs> right? By the way, you want to hear something crazy? Bryce Young makes the same money that your boy makes in Philly. You tell me now. Bryce Young makes a million bucks a year. So does Jalen. All right? 
he makes a little tick north of a million. But Bryce Young makes a million bucks at Alabama. He's a college kid, and he's – and get this. Hey, hey, DeSante, I might think the pressure's more in Philly too. I, I, I may actually think that too. I, I, may, I, I may actually think that too. Yeah. Here are the teams that I think Philadelphia is going to have to negotiate against for Russell. I think Pittsburgh, okay? I think Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Carolina. That owner's got a shitload of money. And remember something. Where did Russell Wilson play his college ball, the majority of it? Where was that? Oh, yes, that's right. He went to NC State. This guy played his college career at NC State. Then he had to do that whole thing and go to Wisconsin for that last year. But he played the majority of his career at NC State. It's in the south. It's cold weather. Okay. DeSante said Jalen came from Bama, so he was built for Philly. Boy, I'm telling you something, Dupree. These quarterbacks now that are coming out of Alabama – if you told me that 10 years ago that that was going to become a quarterback factory, I would have said you were crazy. I mean, incredible to see these guys, and not only just the fact that they're producing quarterbacks, but get this, the skilled guys, running backs, wideouts, quarterbacks. This reminds me of the stuff we were doing at Miami back in my day. And when we had guys graduate, we had new guys step in. Dondre Johnsons, the Reggie Waynes. The Michael Irvins, all the Pro Bowl wide receivers that we've had in our program. It was a conveyor belt to those guys. Bama's got it now, too. Big Chris says Sierra wants the East Coast. You know what's cool about Sierra and both Giselle? I think they want what's best for their families. You know, I think they want what's best for their family. Hey, Matt Hatter says Saban is a visionary. Do you know why that is so true? Can you imagine something here, Matt Hatter? Nick Saban was a guy that was reared on running the football, playing tough defense, right? What did he do? He said for us to get the top flight talent at wide receiver, running back and quarterback, we're going to have to have spread offenses here at Alabama. Do you know what an absolute change in ideology that is? SC's tried it, and it was short-lived with Pete Carroll. When they had Norm Chow as the offensive coordinator at USC, that thing was short-lived with all those skilled guys. Nick Saban on the fly went like this, let's have a spread offense. And now instead of those guys going to the Pac-12 or maybe staying in the Big Ten, they're all going down to the Southeastern Conference. Ole Miss, Mississippi State with Mike Leach. Why do you think Mike Leach was hired at Mississippi State? Because he's a spread offense guy. Look at what they have in the game now. Brian Kelly, LSU, he's a spread offense guy. All these guys, Lane Kiffin, spread offense. That's what you have now. You don't really have the – Saban's really the only defensive-minded guy. Well, Kirby's smart too. Kirby's not an offensive guy. He's a defensive guy. It's funny, huh? 
This shows you, too, an Alabama assistant coach has got the second or best team in the SEC this year in Georgia. Was an assistant coach for Nick Saban. Of course he was. Of course he was. Chris says Saban was a failure in the NFL. You know, he was 2-2 two and two against Bill Belichick when he was coaching the Dolphins. Chris, I'll say this to you. The mistake that was made, I was there for Saban in the NFL. Saban decided to go with Dante Culpepper. Everybody in their right mind was saying that Drew Brees could never play again. That injury that he had on his arm and his shoulder, Dr. Andrew said it'd be lucky if he could raise his arm. Little did we realize he would go on to be the greatest passer in the history of the sport. Okay? Be the greatest passer, at least statistically, in the sport. So nobody saw that. Can you imagine if you had Drew Brees going against Tom Brady in the AFC East for those 20 years? What that thing may have looked like and how different it may have looked? Saban and Belichick could have been going back and forth. You've got to get that quarter. That's why we spend so much time, guys, on talking about the quarterback position in Philadelphia. If you don't have that position correct, you cannot win. Ask ask Rex Ryan that. You absolutely cannot win. So, that's why it's important. By the way, we're going to have a lot to say about that Saints game tomorrow night. Guys, Saints and Cowboys? (laughs) I actually think that the Saints can beat them. I think they're reeling a little bit. All right, guys, thank you so much for what you guys have done. I can't thank you enough, man. We're having so much fun doing this. Hey, please, on the way out the door, hit the like button. If you missed Joe Theismann, he was spectacular in the first hour. Go back and watch it. Share it. Show your friends it. We thank you so much. We're trying to grow. The Big Sill Show here, the National Football Show. We so appreciate it. We're working on Seth Joyner. Hopefully, Seth will have some time for us tomorrow, and we will talk to the legendary Eagle linebacker and get his spin on what he's seen with this Eagle team. Till tomorrow, we'll see you on the flip side, and have a good one. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.